0: Actions of the Holy Spirit. What are some of the actions of the Holy Spirit? Good question. I'm the one asking, so I'm just waiting to see what shows up. So, Well, I'll share a little bit of an action of the Holy Spirit that we're doing here. This path to sound and light. That's an action of the Holy Spirit that is our primary focus in Inner Light Ministries. Really, all of creation is an action or actions of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the basis of all creation. It's God's loving that God put forth that created the spiritual kingdoms as well as this void and giving the great Lord of Reflection the opportunity to create reflection here. But this action of sound and light that we're doing here in Interlight Ministries and that has always been done on this planet, as long as there's been souls here to be able to really walk this journey. And this journey, as we've always said, is the same as it's always been and it ever will be. Because it it is the one action of the Holy Spirit that is all about the soul's return home to God out of this physical creation. As you know, our chart of the realms, we share of the physical, the astral, the causal, the mental, the etheric, and then the realms of soul and spirit. Well, us souls that are here in this physical creation, that action of the Holy Spirit is with everyone. But there is a time in every soul's journey that it's time to begin that journey home to God now out of this physical creation of reflection and back into the true spirit of loving beyond the illusion or reflection and to really live in that greater union as a divine spark of God is often referred to as the drop returning to the ocean of loving. And so that's the journey that we're on here. That's the action of the Holy Spirit that we're participating with very directly. There's all kinds of actions, as I said. Re- read Jim's book, The Staff of the Shepherd, and it'll give you just a little idea of all types of things going on in this physical and metaphysical creation. And that's what Inner Light Ministries used to share about, is all of these different aspects, these movements of the Holy Spirit and how God supports the soul in its journey not only out of this creation, but also into this creation and through this creation. But the last 13 years or so, we've gotten a little more focused in what we're doing here ever since the Holy Spirit brought forward this action of initiation and so liberation. So now that it's become more of our primary action, we still, of course, share about the different aspects of creation to help give understanding that arises within the consciousness. But again, that's why we even have the books and tapes available. But we're getting more and more focused into this action of liberation. And it takes a focus, and that's why I'm sharing about it this way today. We have to learn to develop a one-pointed focus in meditation. That one-pointed focus is directly into that spirit of loving Because that's what it takes to cut through, to dissolve, to release, to free ourselves from all these other currents of the physical, the imagination, the emotions, the mind. Those are currents, just like the ocean has currents that travel through the ocean. It's one body of water, but there's many currents within the body of water. Well, this physical reflection is a reflection of the ocean of God and the currents within God. And so that's what we're doing here in the physical is moving about in a sense, but through a reflective process of what's happening in spirit. So what we're learning to do here is to begin to detach ourselves from the currents we've been caught up in the reflection and reattach ourselves once again to that current of upliftment that is the action of liberation, and that's what the initiation is in the sacred name that we share about here. That is that upwards current of the Holy Spirit. That is a very specific current or pathway that the soul journeys upon when it's ready to return home to God. That's the current that we're focused on here. When we talk about the path to sun and light, the path of loving, That purple light or blue light, the inner sounds, sounds of nature, the ringing in the ears, music, and that voice of God. That's the current that the soul needs to get into to rise above and free itself of this creation of time and space. Simple action. It's just that there's so many currents in this ocean of life, just in the physical and metaphysical creation, that it takes time, it takes awareness, it takes practice to focus into that one current of upliftment and liberation because we've been so focused and caught up in all these other currents. Yes, that's what we can call our karmas, those currents of life's lessons, in every realm of creation, physical experiences, all our fantasies and imagination, all the emotional experiences, all of our thoughts and belief systems. Those are all the different currents that we in our soul are moving through and it's a windy path. Why do you think it's often referred to this as the path of the straight and narrow? Well, my God, all the currents are taking us all over the place that path of the straight and narrow, the Holy Spirit, it's a straight path that cuts through all the other currents from the very bottom of, of the ocean of life to the very top. This path of the straight and narrow, the Holy Spirit, is a pathway that cuts through all the others. That's why you've often heard Jim even referred to it as like an elevator. Well, an elevator just goes up and down. That's a straight and narrow, but then you can get out of the elevator and go into these different areas, get back in, go up and down, get out, go to other areas. That's what we're doing here. Over the eons of time that the soul has been on this journey since it stepped out of the spiritual realms and into this physical creation, we, the soul, have been on a journey Through that void, the unconscious, down through the mind, emotions, imagination, and here into the body. It's been a long journey. But that time, when it comes for each of us, when it's time to now begin the journey home, we're going to begin to answer that inner call that God is ever calling out to the soul to come home. To come home to the true home. So when we're ready, we'll answer it. When we're really ready, we're not only going to answer it, we're going to do what we need to do to complete the journey home. And that's what those souls are, that you are, that choose that initiation in the sacred name to walk that specific pathway or current of loving that is that straight and narrow, that action of the Holy Spirit. That's why we don't talk about a lot of other things anymore, because we know it takes a focus, a one-pointed focus, and how easy it is to slip out of that, so we keep coming back to that. That's why you come to the class, isn't it? Isn't this always a reminder to bring you back to the center? To focus once again here at the seat of the soul and to look up. Because it takes looking up to direct ourselves into that upwards movement of the Holy Spirit. I remember a day when I was traveling out of body on that current of loving. Well, at one point, the current's a downward current coming into this creation. It's a movement of spirit. But there's a point in that river of loving where the current actually turns upwards. And that's a current that we're getting on here. Doesn't it seem like we're swimming upstream a lot of the time? Well, we are for a good part of the journey because we have to swim upstream through that river of loving of the downward current of the mind, emotions, imagination, and body. That's a downwards current. brings you down and out. So for a good part of the journey, we've got to learn through meditation and directing our attention to bring ourselves back in and up, and up, within. We've got to go in, up, and even in again to get into that deeper current. And there's a point in everyone's consciousness where that current turns upwards now and actually now starts to carry the soul up home to God, rather than here we are seeming like we're always having to swim up current and all the effort that it takes. So it does take some effort and work for a part of the journey, but then there's a part that we have to learn to now let go and allow that upwards current, which is God's grace, if you haven't figured that out yet to allow that grace to now carry us the rest of the way. There's a point where we do our work. Have you heard that phrase, God rewards those? See, I'm never good with quotes. I do this, I go, yeah, what was that? I got the first part of the quote. And what's the rest? Something about those who do the work. get, You, know, you put in your effort and God will meet you at your point of action or something. Whatever the hell it is. so what i'm trying to say is what i was just saying we've got to put some work or effort into it but at some point that work and effort now brings us to that point where there is the turning of that current and when that place happens when we come to that point We've got to pay attention because often we've gotten so used to now working towards, working towards, working towards that we condition ourselves. And that's a good conditioning because you're traveling up the mountain. The mountain, the consciousness here, you've got to come up. Your work is to get up here to the seat of the soul. That means you've got to climb through all of your consciousness, through all the chakras, through all the fantasies and emotions and belief systems to get up here. That's the work. But then when you step out here and you get in that upwards current, that purple light, the river of loving, when you get in that upwards current, then you've got to learn to let go and surrender and truly allow God. Because if you keep trying to work it, you're going to put your willfulness and try to control it into it. And God just says, okay, go ahead. You've done your part. You got here. Now you need to let go and let God do God's part. But you've got to ever pay attention to know when it is. You've got to actually learn. It sounds funny to, to say it this way, but you've got to learn to let go. You've got to come to the point where you really surrender or sacrifice yourself. Say, okay, God, I give up. I give up everything, I give myself up to you, and I surrender into you. You've got to fully let go of every single attachment you have. In truth, nothing can hold you back other than what you hang on to. That's all. But if you're willing to let go, God's willing to lift you up. And that's all it is. We do all this work, the meditation and focusing and loving God and allowing God to love us. And we get up here. But what do we do once we've arrived at the top of the mountain? I made it. Oh, my God, I made it to the soul level. Yeah, that's the soul level of the physical realm. The physical realm. I made it to the soul level. The physical realm. I saw the light of God. I made it. You did. And now it's time for the next part of the journey. You ever heard that phrase, the leap of faith? Well, that leap of faith is now the soul jumping out of the physical consciousness. I don't know why, but a lot of times we think that's scary. I've always found it a great adventure to take that leap of faith. But I've always been that way. I guess I'm just wired that way. To me, I look at it as fun. Yeah, let's see if we can fly. Jump. But what happens when most people think of jump? Oh, my God, I've climbed way up on this mountain. It's a long way to fall. And that's often what we do. We're afraid of falling. So what do we do? We just stand there, right here at the top of the mountain. Wow, I made it. But then you go, wow, I see the light. I feel the loving. But then you look up again. Like I said, you got to come in and up, and then even in and up. Because you realize the light of soul you made it to is the light of soul right here. But then when you look up, you see another light of soul way up there. When you get to a mountain peak, even in this physical world called Earth, you've made it to the highest point. You've climbed Mount Everest. Highest point. Where do you go from there? Oh, I've made it to the highest point. I'm closer to the sun than ever, but wow, there's still a sun and there's a lot of sky between me at the highest peak and the sun. So how do you get to the sun now? That's what I'm talking about. How do you get to the sun? You need a rocket ship, don't you? You need some other vehicle. You can't just jump in a physical body and fly to the sun. You need some other vehicle In other words it's beyond your control it's beyond anything you can do to get to the sun once you reach the peak of the mountain so your work is to come to the peak of the mountain here those are the lessons those are you learning through your creations through your thoughts and feelings and actions and reactions That's you learning how to love and accept and forgive yourself and all that you've created. That's why we talk a lot about the LAF and accepting responsibility for all your thoughts and feelings and actions and reactions. But then there is that other part, and that is the meditation upon the sacred name. That's the part, in a sense, that we can't do Yes, we can meditate upon the sacred name and chant and sing that within our consciousness. Sitting here at the top of the mountain, that's what we're doing. But since we can't fly of our own will, all we can do is sit and chant and sing that song of love, looking upwards to that great sun we call God. But that's all we have to do. Think about it. When you look up at the sun, aren't there rays of light that come right to you and you feel the warmth, feel the heat? Well, guess what? The inner sun of spirit, there are the rays of loving that come to each and every one of us because we're all a part of that sun and we each have our own ray of light. We are a ray of light that comes out of that sun. So as we're sitting here in our cave at the top of the mountain, peering out, we're beginning to attune ourselves, and through that single-pointed focus, begin to tune in and to see that ray of light as our light. And we'll see it as a golden white light, just like the light of the sun here. So that's a lot of the soul awakening that's a lot of the blue light action we speak of here that helps to wake up here at the seat of the soul and begin to see that light of spirit that we are, that child of God. But then there's that action of the Holy Spirit through that purple light, that violet ray. is a ray of the Holy Spirit that sometimes can appear separate from us. In this creation, it is separate from us because it's of spirit, not of the physical. But that purple light is that ray of the Holy Spirit that God has sent for every soul when it's ready and when it's time to take that leap of faith. Now that you've done the journey to the top of the mountain to now step into that purple light, I refer to that often as the hand of God, or we talk about it as the radiant form of the spiritual teacher or we talk about it as the river of loving. It's all the same thing. That is the extension of God's loving for the soul. To now take the soul on the greater journey beyond the top of the mountain and into the sun, that violet ray of the Holy Spirit is the action that now liberates the soul by carrying the soul out of the physical now and through the astral through the causal through the mental and the etheric realms and right into the soul realm that violet ray that river of loving is that upwards action that is the direct extension of god's loving for each one of you in every soul that god created but god has given us the freedom of choice the freedom to make choices and learn from our choices. But there'll come a day when you and anybody else will make that choice to step into that violet ray and learn to surrender and to truly to give yourself fully to God so that now God can carry you home through that radiant form, that violet light. And there's always a sound. Always a sound that is with the light. That's why we call the path of sound and light. Most of us will see the light before we hear the sound. It doesn't matter. Don't worry if you're not seeing or hearing. That's why I talk about the feeling or the knowing. You've got to go with whatever's there and allow yourself to start to wake up. If you focus on the sacred name and you are making an effort in meditation, just know that you're allowing that grace in. You're participating. You're doing the work. Give yourself some credit for that. Stop being so hard on yourself thinking you're not doing enough. You're not doing it right. If you're making an effort, you're doing it right. And you'll learn over time what is doing enough. You'll know when you're doing enough and when you're not. Pay attention to your own thoughts and feelings. Pay attention to that inner knowing that says, okay, we need to pick it up a little. Okay, we need to back off a little. Okay, we need to take some time and spend that with God. Okay, it's time to focus on neutrality rather than trying to get my way through my reactions all the time. That's all reaction is. It's trying to get our way. And that's all right, because we're going to learn through that. But at some point, we're going to realize we need to give up our way and surrender to God's way. And so I'm trying to take that, well, what is it to surrender to God's way? Well, in meditation, this is what it looks like, that purple light. That's why I'm describing it, because inwardly, spiritually, It can all be seen and heard and experienced, and it's more real than what it seems like right here in the physical world. We've just got to take the time, put in the focus to wake up and see and know that. Believe me, when you see and know it, at some point you're going to want to get in because at some point you're going to say, I've had enough of the other. I want to know what happens when I surrender and get in that purple light and let that river of loving that hand of god carry me now out of the body and through these other realms that we speak of it's one thing to have a thought it's another thing to travel through the mental realm through all of your thoughts that you have in the body well it's another thing to travel through them out of body it gets pretty wild it's a pretty wild ride It's pretty cool, though. And believe me, when you have the experience of flying, and that Holy Spirit is lifting you up, and you know it because you're conscious and awake to the action, talk about an experience of liberation and freedom. And that's just through the other realms, not even into the realms of spirit yet. You'll start to realize how liberating that action of the Holy Spirit really is. Sometimes it may even feel overwhelming with all the love and grace you experience. That's pretty nice. It's pretty nice to have all that movement just right here in the physical consciousness, but I'll tell you what, it's a lot nicer to experience it out of the physical consciousness. And so today I encourage you to make that little more effort or leap of faith to go for the out-of-body experience, to go for the spiritual experience, to go through that doorway and into that action of the Holy Spirit that does liberate the soul. That's what we're doing here. That's what we're doing here. That's why we don't take all the time to go through a lot of metaphysical things, because all that does is distract our attention. And if we spend a lot of time on those distractions, as amazing as they are, believe me, I've spent years in a lot of that. And it's fascinating. It can be a lot of fun. But ultimately, we'll realize it's also a distraction from this greater action of liberation. So enjoy it all while you're participating in it. But you'll realize at some point, okay, that was fun for a while, but you know what? I want more. I'm ready to take that next step. I'm ready more for that action of liberation now. I really want to know that loving of who I am and that loving that God is and the union that takes place. And it is that violet light, that movement of the Holy Spirit that does bring the soul into union with God that does bring the soul home into that ocean of loving that this world is just a reflection of. It's so funny, the reflection is so painful at times because of the experience of separation from the truth. To live in the illusion and the reflection is so painful in its experience of separation from living in the true ocean of loving. And that's what we're doing here. That action of the Holy Spirit that we're upon here is and does with and for the soul that we would want to do with and for ourselves. We just don't really know how. So practice it all. Remember to practice surrender and giving up your will and truly inviting God's will in. And if you don't want to know, how do I know if it's God's will? If you see that purple light or blue and golden white, if you feel the sensations, if you experience peace or joy or grace or freedom, it's happening. It's happening. That's God's will. God's will is loving. It's not necessarily a physical or specific action. That's why I try to point out the signposts rather than to say, here it is. Well, here it is through the signposts. The challenge is we try to look for some physical experience of what that is. There isn't. There is not a physical experience of God's grace, of God's will. God's will is loving. That's a spiritual action. It's not a physical one. It's not a mental one. It's not an emotional one. But when that spirit of grace floods through the mind, emotions, and body, we'll often respond. We'll feel it. We'll be aware of it. we would be like, oh, my God. And you're like, yeah, that's why I meditate. That's why I do all this spiritual stuff. For those experiences, for those moments. Because we, when we have those, we want to live in them and have more of them, and rightfully so, because we know the soul who we really are knows that is God's grace, and that's what we're now living for. When you chose to get initiated, or even if you haven't been and you're just listening now, finding an interest or a pull towards what we share here, That is the soul waking up and knowing and wanting. The soul knowing and wanting, not the body or the emotions of the mind. They're always wanting of the world. The soul truly only wants of the spirit. There is a difference. Sometimes it takes a while to know what that difference is, and that's all right. That's what gets sorted out. That gets sorted out as the soul begins that journey home to God. It really is just a process of letting go and letting God. Keep it simple. That's all it is. Let go, let God. Let go, let God. And Like I said, if you're not sure what that is, just look for the purple light. Be open to the feelings of peace. Trust that inner knowing. You've heard it all a million times. Well, it's time you start really honoring that and honoring yourself. When you do that, guess what? Well, that's how you really do let go. And then that gives God the opportunity to now really love you home love you home to lift you up to lift you up it does lift loving is always uplifting true loving not love not love in the world loving of spirit is uplifting love in the world creates attachment that's not a bad thing Because through attachment, we learn and have our experiences. Loving of spirit liberates us from the attachments of love. So now we begin to have greater experience in the loving as we learn what love is and to let it go. That's why we even have a book called Love and Loving. Love and Loving. Most people think they're the same thing. Not once you start walking this path, you start to learn the difference. So we're learning to let go of love and learning to live the loving. Loving is the key. We use all these words. But I like to at times try to also talk about the inner experiences that are part of that because that's often where we have questions of wanting to know How do I know? Am I on the right track? Am I doing the right thing? We all have those questions. My God, the first few years of doing this pathway, I had so many questions thinking I was doing it wrong all the time. Am I getting it right? Am I getting it right? Am I chanting just right? Am I breathing just right? Am I my body in just the right position? Am I having the right thoughts? Oh, my God. But that's all right, because we're learning to focus now through all that wanting to get it right. That's a good thing, actually, because it is helping us to focus. We need to focus in order to wake up. You can't walk this pathway without focusing. It takes a focus. So learn how to focus. That's what the meditation is. That's why even in the past retreats we've done, we've done a lot of meditative, contemplative, concentrative exercises to help develop that action of focusing. But the focus is as simple as closing our eyes and focusing up here at the seat of the soul and loving God. And that's what we're doing with chanting the name looking for the inner light, listening for the inner sound, and loving God.